Welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today our guest is fitness professional Nikki Wilson, and we're going to be talking about grace-based fitness. Now, before I kind of get into that, I want to give a super quick announcement. As some of you may know, the Hello Mornings book that's going to be available in bookstores nationwide worldwide, online, I don't know, wherever, wherever you buy books, it's going to be there, is launching December the 5th. And I am so excited about it. And I wanted to give you the quick tip that our book launch team registration is open right now, and it's going to be closing in a few days. So go ahead and head to hellomornings.org forward slash dream, because I'm calling the book launch team, the dream team. So hellomornings.org forward slash dream and sign up there. And we're going to give you tons of resources on how to help get the word out about the book so that other people can have their mornings transformed. And it's also going to be a super fun community and there's really neat bonuses available as well. So hellomornings.org forward slash dream, come join the dream team. And I hope we get to see you in there. And again, registration closes in a few days. So if you're interested at all, go ahead and do that now. All right. So we're talking today about grace-based fitness. That's not a phrase that we hear a lot, right? We usually think of fitness and we think, you know, strict diets and really specific workout routines. But the truth is that starting small and making little incremental changes in our fitness and our nutrition can really bring about huge changes for our body and our soul. And Nikki Wilson's motto is action over perfection. Oh, that's so good. I absolutely love her attitudes towards health and fitness. And today she's going to share a little bit about her personal wellness journey. And then she's going to share tons of practical tips that you can implement today. Does that sound good? Okay, let's go ahead and dive into our chat with Nikki Wilson. Nikki Wilson, welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Kat. This is so fun. Okay. For the people listening, give us a little bit of a a Nikki Wilson 101. Well, okay. I am a mom of three little ones and they kind of span in age. It's 10, eight, and three. So I have a little tot running around, uh, keeping me busy. Um, I actually, in my former life (laughs) before kids was a social worker. Oh, so imagine now I'm into, um, fitness entrepreneurship. I do a lot of things online, but imagine all of the social work type stuff that I encountered, um, in the fitness industry. Hmm. So I've kind of taken that and really what I love to do is a lot of mindset work with women. Um, just okay, so what do you mean by mindset work? Mindset. Like, so for me, what I have experienced is fitness and being in that quote unquote business. It's kind of the icing on the cake. Like there are so many ingredients that go into us aside from just the way we look. So once I got into the fitness business, I would see like, Oh, people want to work out and get quote unquote healthy, but there's so many obstacles and so many preconceived notions that go into, um, the way we feel about ourselves. 
So I was training people, getting into training people, and I would have, you know, just talking to women, they would cry each session just because, you know, they're moms and they're trying to be the best mom they can be, trying to be the best wife, trying to work, trying to figure it all out. And then on top of that, just feeling insecure about the way they looked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing that connection now, the social worker and the fitness. That's very fascinating. I spend a lot of time like, all right, let's sit down before we do anything and let's, let's recap um, you know, some of the really great qualities you have as a mom. Let's recap that. Let's recap how you're trying to, to work and you're, you know, a really great employee. And you're also like pouring into your family. Like, let's give yourself some credit. So a lot of times I would have an hour session and I would be spending, you know, 15 to 20 minutes just, you know, reiterating the emotional side of things. Very interesting. I'm wondering, how did you make that transition from social work to fitness? Because Uh, when you first said that, I was like, those are really different. So, so different. So I grew up a dancer and a a competitive dancer. And um, when I went to college, I was no longer, I was kind of one of those people. I wasn't really good enough to dance in college, but I still really enjoyed movement and, um, teaching. And like, I mean, as weird as this sounds, just the basic eight count of music. So I really got into like fitness classes, aerobics classes. And, um, I had never really been into fitness before, but, um, kind of just fell in love with that. And, um, it became an outlet for me because I did, I was a social worker before I had kids and that job is so rewarding, but on such a draining level, Mm -hmm. I mean, very, very draining day in and day out. And so my fitness, I would teach classes at a local gym, um, when I was working in the evenings and it would just like fill me up. So I would get like really drained and then I'd be around a group of people and it would just fill me up and I loved it. And I could use a little bit of creativity in my dance background to implement it into fitness. And it kind of just went hand in hand that way. And after I had um, my first baby, I thought, well, let's not be a full-time you know, working woman anymore, but I still want to have an outlet for myself to just relieve stress and get out of the house for at least just an hour and a half, you know, every day. So I just continued along that path. It was a really good way to just make some extra cash, honestly, some coffee money and just some stress relief. I love what you said there about how you know your job as a social worker drained you, but then the fitness thing filled you up. And now what you're doing is you're focusing on the fitness thing. How can we apply this to, you know, the the person listening who's like, okay, I want to exercise and I know I should work out, but that sounds exhausting. I'm sure that as you've trained people, you've seen how some things that we do fill us up, some things drain us. Like for me, for example, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, going like working out with people totally drains me. Totally. I can't can't do it. Uh I I want to go run by myself. I want to be alone. So as you've trained people, have you encountered the whole drainer filler thing? (laughs) Yeah. And it's really important to know that about yourself. Um, I think so often fitness is a chore because, or exercise is a chore because you haven't found what you like. I call Mm -hmm. it your soulmate workout. 
And I think, you know, people think, okay, this is the big trend. I need to be doing CrossFit because this Mm -hmm. is what everybody's doing. You know, I need to be running marathons because that's what everybody's doing. But if you don't like that, like CrossFit to me, I want to like it in my head. I'm a CrossFitter, (laughs) but in my reality, I have to have air conditioning. (laughs) I, I need to have some fun, you know, hip hop music going. I need to have a little bit of a beat. You know, I need to just have a bunch of women around me making me laugh and, you know, and not that you can't do that at CrossFit, but I think overall in my head, that's me, but that's not really who I am. You know, that's not the core of me. So for people to just find something that they truly enjoy is super important, super important. Um, and you know, not to say that, uh, it's always the thing that changes your body the most, but I think to get out of the vanity mindset, like the vanity part of it. Like I just have to look a certain way. I want to look a certain way, but really for me, I always encourage people to use exercise as more of a mental stress reliever Mm -hmm. and then focus on, do I really want to change my body or not? But taking that first step of, yeah, I just need to, you know, and I've read so many things about how exercise impacts, you know, all the different aspects of your body and your emotions and everything. And so right. just having right. that be your first step, because I know for a lot of people thinking about fitness, they just think about the external and, and depending on where they are in life or what their physical abilities are, that can feel so overwhelming. It's, so it can be I love your emphasis on just use it as a stress reliever, just to get started. You use a phrase that I love uh, and you say action over perfection. And I think, right. you know, that's a great example of it. Just use it to get stress relief because anybody can do that. Maybe, maybe not right. everyone feels like they can look perfect, <laughs> but everybody can relieve stress and everybody needs to relieve stress. And that's kind of a, a good action over perfection first step. Now, I'd love for you to kind of tell us a little bit more. What do you mean when you talk about action over perfection? Oh, gosh. So, okay. There is this, you know, I've been training people for years. I've been in the fitness industry for, you know, 15 years and training people for about 10 years. Um, And so often I see this all, I call it the all or nothing mindset. And it's when people look at something like, okay, so you're going to like try to get in shape. I mean, pretty general, right? So there are some people who will go all out, all out. Like, you know, they're running on the treadmill for an hour a day. They're eating only lettuce. They're, (laughs) you know, just like have this miserable, in my opinion, a miserable existence to try to quote unquote, get healthy. I call those the, um, overactive perfectionists. And then there is also something that I have observed called, I, I have deemed it, um, stalled perfectionism mm-hmm. where, and this is a big thing too. This is a, this is a perfectionist characteristic. So someone who looks ahead, like, okay, I want to get in shape, but, oh, I don't have the right clothes. I don't have any time. I know that's going to be really painful (laughs) and I'm just not going to do anything because if that's what it takes, then I'm not going to do it. Hmm. Both very real problems, both very challenging and both, you know, hinder 
your, really it's your mental health, but also your physical health. You I mean, you can do too much. You can do too little. Right. And so I think it's that middle ground that I'm like, whoa, guys, I've just observed we are missing the middle, a huge chunk of this puzzle. And it transfers not only to health, that's a very, like, like I say, the icing on the cake, but in life in general. So I have, you know, been working on teaching women to have action over perfection, taking little steps to consistency, which will make big changes. What are some of those little steps that you recommend? Anything like something as small as if you drink four or five sodas a day, if you will drink one glass of water in replacing one of those sodas, that is action over perfection. So I can still drink the soda? You can still drink the soda. Now we will work towards getting you off of soda because soda is my only, only, only no, no, but you got to start where you are, you know? So what uh, you would ask yourself was eliminating one soda beneficial to me? Yeah, it was. You cut out 150 empty calories. Um, you are doing a service to, it's kind of like sugar addiction. Like you're taking a step away from that. Mm -hmm. You're putting water into your body, which runs the whole show in there. Um, and that's a step forward. It, it has to be counted as something, something is something. Right. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to eliminate my entire soda habit today. That that's a recipe for failure. Honestly. You know, I, I actually, I don't drink soda, but nobody listening, they'll be impressed. Here's, here's why. It's because in college, I had no money and I would go out to eat and I was like, I can either get a soda or I can get extra food. And so those four years I of college, that. by the time I was done, I was like, I, I just actually didn't like it anymore. And to this day, I just don't really like it. And totally. so, you know, totally. I, I would even say if you can find another motivation, if you think about, you know, all the soda that you drank, if that's one of your things, I have plenty of vices. Let me just say plenty of, plenty of things that, that I shouldn't consume, like the chocolate chip cookie that I took for my daughter's birthday cookie pile right. today. <laughs> um, so, but this is, so this is just an example, but you know, if you think about all, all of all the money that you spend on soda, what could you buy with that? What could be this fun thing totally. that you could save up for and just totally. make a little jar? You know, I didn't Absolutely. get a soda at the restaurant today, so I'm going to put money in a little jar. I, I love that. Absolutely. That's even action that's over perfection. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's a reward-based, you know, training for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think that's awesome. I mean, I have actually an example for myself. I, um, I eat healthy overall, pretty healthy. I would never say, or claim to be perfect by any means. I love candy, like sugar, 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 candy, like hot tamales. I will demolish them. <laughs> like I, my, I am known to get into my kids stash of gummy bears for, you know, Christmas or whatever, and just obliterate it. And, and they always come to me like, we know you did it. Fess up, you know. Hey, so we, we I, at our house we just call it the parent tax. They just know there's a parent <laughs> tax, and, and 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 really, chocolate is the primary tax. Yeah, at least I'm in coming our house. for your candy, and I deserve it. You know, right? It's like I raised you. you I know? birthed give you. Me, give yes. I, give I, me I the went chocolate. through a lot, <laughs> but but so I um about last summer really I decided 
I was taking a look at things like, what can I tighten up on? And I'm not willing to not enjoy meals out with friends. And I'm not willing to not have the birthday cake with my kids. You know, I'm not willing to give up normal things in life. So I kind of started looking at some things that I was doing. And let, let me tell you, Kat, for years, I have had coffee with half and half. And I'm embarrassed to admit this, but at least four teaspoons of sugar per cup. And I drink like four cups every morning. So think about that. There's a little bit of sugar there. A little bit of sugar problem. Okay. And so what I had to do, I knew that it would, if I restrict myself totally from it, I will fail. So I just reduced it to three. And then about a month later, I did two. And then a month later, I did one. And then I played around with some stevia. I really didn't like that. And I finally landed on something that I do like, um, monk fruit extract or concentrate, sorry, concentrate. And I put that in my coffee. But you know what? I'm not willing to negotiate and not drink my half and half. It's just, I've <laughs> tried everything somewhere. else. I've tried everything else and it's not going to happen. So I am okay with that, but you know, that is just a very small action over perfection. And it, it didn't happen overnight, right? but I gave myself that grace to just wean off of it and find what worked for me. I love that. I like the phrase that you used. You said, where can I tighten up a little bit? Yeah. And I just yeah. love it. That doesn't feel intimidating. That feels easy, but also uh, yeah. effective. I hope so. I, and like, I always tell people, I think the issue with like, cause I call what I do grace-based fitness and, and that is like a, you know, spiritual, but also like grace for yourself, have grace, give, mm-hmm. keep giving yourself grace. And people think, Oh, well then you don't have goals. You don't set goals. You don't think about like change. And I'm like, no, I absolutely do. But it's more acceptance versus resignation. If that, does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I'm accepting my body as I age, as I've had three kids, as I have a busy schedule, as sometimes there's puking kids in the middle of the night and I can't get up and do it all. But I also don't resign to this is just what it is and throw my hands up. So good. Love that. Um, So when we're talking about action of perfection and kind of the all or nothing thing, because mm-hmm. as soon as they mm-hmm. start diving into it, so they're like, okay, I'm going to make a few small changes. Right. And, and do you think that these small things like eliminating sugar from our coffee, but when we think about fitness, where do we start? Because most of us immediately think of going and running 10 miles or that we need to physically uh, yeah, it's do daunting. something. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so daunting when you think about like, Oh, the journey is so long, you know, like, and, and here's the thing you have to know that these things don't happen overnight. So if, you know, if your goal or whatever is to lose 10 pounds, that's not going to happen in a week. Healthfully, it's not going to happen in a week. So you got to start somewhere. And I always tell people, look at your reality Okay. So what does your life really look like on a daily basis and lower your expectations for yourself a little bit. Okay. So if you're a working mom, 
and you're getting up, getting kids ready, getting them off to school, getting yourself to work, coming home, cooking, you know, is it realistic to think I'm going to get up five days a week at 4.30 a.m. and do an hour of weight training? So, I mean, probably not. Yeah. So if you can look at your reality and then lower your expectations, don't make them too high. Start with one morning getting up and walking just close to your home or maybe doing like, I say push-ups are a perfect place to start. If you can just do 10 push-ups and 10 squats, then you've done something great. So what if they can't do regular push-ups? Oh, you can do modified push-ups against a wall. Um, very, very basic. And, you know, you can Google those kind of moves. Very basic. Um, pregnant people can do them. Beginners can do them. You just do a push-up against your wall. And you just graduate. And it's a great measure of strength building to see how far you've come. Mm-hmm. And you just slowly, gradually graduate until you are doing a full push-up. I think it's also one of those exercises <laughs> that, you know, gives a lot of reward because when you do them, then you, you know, you, your posture is better. You can feel it very easily. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can see it typically. It's just, you know, starting with things that you think, oh, well, that's just too easy. I need to be you know, at the gym, putting tons of weight on and well, not really. You start where you are. If you overdo it, it's never going to last. So So you really start small and just do those little measures of strength as you go. So they do one small thing, keep it simple, keep it small. What if maybe they've tried doing the fitness thing in the past and they're like, you know what? I think maybe that's, maybe it's just not me because I actually already tried this. (laughs) Well, I would say one, it's just important to keep your body moving somehow. And like I said earlier, find something that you do enjoy and do that a couple times a week. Even just walking, like, I feel like walking has gotten like a, a lazy rep or like it's not intense enough, you know, but walking is actually pretty darn good for you. I even say some, I mean, running can be more damaging if you do it, if you overtrain, Mm -hmm. but walking is always good. Always. It's good for your joints. It gets synovial fluid going, um, get your heart rate up. It's good for you. So I would also say in our day and age too, going for a walk, especially if you just choose to leave your phone at home or choose to not listen to something while you walk, uh, I think it can do something for us just mentally because we're just constantly bombarded with information and ideas and going out for that walk. You're just stuck out there with nothing, just like in the olden days. (laughs) And you can just, your brain can think and flow and process all the things that you've experienced. I totally Totally. And I think, you know, that's just a bonus. Like I said, again, you know, it's more about mental stress relief and you're getting a bonus out of it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are some other simple things? So if people don't necessarily want to do push-ups, although I do think, I think that's a great one because there's just such a 
quick reward on it. There, and so and I think that's another thing too. Okay. So what, what would be some of the most effective things? Like you were talking about the mom who might also be working or, you know, the, the young college student who's super busy and doesn't have time for an hour long workout. Right. What right. would you say are some of the most effective things that we can do? Cause we can, we can just jump in and do these big things for a long time, or we could find the super effective thing. Like for example, uh, I remember one time, so I, I played tennis growing up and I went to the tennis courts and I was hitting by myself and this little old lady comes. She's like, oh, do you want somebody to hit with? And in my head, you know, I'm, I think it was home from college for the summer. And mm-hmm. I, I walked on to mm-hmm. my college tennis team so I could play. Oh, that's cool. And so in my head, I was like, oh, this cute little lady wants to play tennis with me. <laughs> Y'all, she ran me around like a she, rag doll. She- she showed you what was up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause she yeah. knew she was effective. She knew exactly where to be. She knew exactly where to hit the ball. She could identify my exact weaknesses. And so she didn't have to use all that energy and all of that effort that I was using because she did the effective things. So when it comes to our workout, what are some of the most effective things that you've seen? Well, here, here's a really good news for those of y'all who don't like the long workouts like me, (laughs) like the hour long sweat sessions are out. They're kind of the old news in the fitness industry. What's in now and research is really, I I personally like it and agree with it because it's awesome. (laughs) Um, They're saying 20 minutes or less of high intensity exercise is best. Um, and what I love about that is, um, you can do uh, a lot of high intensity at home with body weight, meaning Mm. you're doing squats. Those are the power moves, squats, push-ups, planks, um, sit-ups, like things that are like kind of sound really antiquated are actually like power moves you can use your body weight. You don't have to pick anything up and you can do a really intense 20 minute workout and be done. Um, I post a lot of those on my Instagram page. If I don't know if you link to that or anything, yeah, can but you like, tell us your Instagram handle. So people, yeah, my right handle, my handle on Instagram is fit with Nikki N I C K I. And I post a 20 minute or less workout every single Saturday. So I have tons up on my feed if you want to see any of those. Um, but you know, things that are effective are things that are measurable. So, um, pushups, squats, burpees, which I know people have a love hate. I actually really like them because you can do a few and be totally winded and that's a good workout. Good to know it's not just me. (laughs) No, it's, it's, that is a good measure of endurance and strength. If you start with, you know, you can only do two burpees and at the end of the month you do 10. Well, look at you go. You, you did 10 and you started with two. So I see that's what you're meaning by, by measurable. Yeah. Measurable. Like what can you start with and how long does it take you to get to an increased number? Got it. And that is really like the essence of getting better, getting stronger as something. So let's say someone's listening right now and they're like, okay, I like this action over perfection thing. I'm going to give up my all or nothing mentality and I want to get started tomorrow morning. Give me, Mm -hmm. give me something to do. Okay. So I just did like a a really great checklist for this very thing. Cause I think people don't know. And I love that, um, 
people don't know because that's what I love to teach people. So, um, I would say starting tomorrow, if you're totally spent, you feel like I have nothing to give, then you get up and you drink a big glass of water. And that would be a really great health choice action over perfection. Just to get started. And, and that Just in and of itself can build your energy. Oh, I mean, people, it seems so simple, but really like if you can get water in, incorporated into your day, you're amazed at like one, you, it actually does give you more energy than drinking a soda or sipping on coffee all day. You know, I mean, it, it has so many benefits. So that would be like a starting point for me in terms of health. And also if you could just move for, can you give 10 minutes? Um, if you're at home, can you just go for a walk? It doesn't have to be early in the morning. Although I think there are a lot of benefits to that, but even in the evening, can you go unplug and walk for 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. You know, another thing that I think I like about walking and that, you know, I, in the past, I've been a runner. And so the thing I like about those things is that once you start, you can't stop because you have to get home. That's right. <laughs> so if you're having That's trouble true. staying motivated, just do something like going for a walk or going for a run or a bike ride or, you know, get on your skateboard. I don't know what it might be. But those things that, you know, you, once you start, you have to get back home. So you have to finish Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah, you have to come home. So I think that's a great, that's a great thought. All right. So where can people find you online? I know you mentioned Instagram. I know you have a lot of resources on your website too. Yes. Um, my Instagram fit with Nikki. My, my website is also fitwithnikki.com and I have several really great free downloadables. She really does. Highly recommend them. They're in the same vein. Like I have a checklist for action over perfection. I have an ebook called um, 10 Habits of Lean People. I have an e-course called Food as Fuel. And it's kind of my favorite thing because it very, it's very like eye-opening to just going back to eating to fuel our body instead mm. of dieting, which is just to me, I don't do diet. I have a hashtag and all my photos, no diet life. I'm not about the diet. Well, you all even about... have a freebie, right? For how to eat at fast food restaurants. So I, oh, I love yeah. that. My fast food, my fast food guide, it's called the best ish fast food guide choices. But listen, you know, this is it, Kat. Like we are living in, if you have children at all who play any sports or in any kind of dance, you know, or anything at school, we, there is just a reality that you have to eat out sometimes. Right. Uh, and Or you travel or whatever. Oh, oh gosh. Vacation traveling, like driving to Colorado. Are you kidding? I've never eaten at Wendy's so much in my life. <laughs> and, you know, I think just that is, it all goes back to, you know, well, I can't make healthy meals because we live at the baseball fields. Well, okay, let's make a plan for what you are going to do. And let's try to navigate the middle there and figure out what you can eat when you do go to Chick-fil-A, you know, like it's right. just, navigating that middle and not being like, well, I guess I'll just have the double cheeseburger with, you know, an extra large because why bother? You know, right, that's, it's, it's like, the no. other end of that all or nothing. 
Yes. But also don't eat a dry salad when you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like love your life. <laughs> love life, you know, to the fullest and put some dressing on it, put some meat on there. Like it's okay to do those things. And you don't have to live in this, you know, tension of perfection. It just doesn't happen. You're not going to enjoy yourself and you're not going to have success if you're not happy with what you're eating. Right. That's so good because I think the secret here ultimately is that there are things that you can do fitness wise that you can enjoy. And there are things that you can eat that are healthy options that we can enjoy. It doesn't have to be a drudgery. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you find success in making those little consistent choices, um, it just does something to, I don't know, like your motivation just gets so much greater when you Mm -hmm. see that you are able to do that. You can do that as a really busy person, you know, like you can make some good decisions and you just, feel really good about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think there's also the fact that, you know, just like you're talking about your coffee. So you made that, that small tighten, that tighten up thing where you, Mm -hmm. you you used a little bit less sugar. Well, now that's sort of just something that you do and it's not something that you're needing to make a conscious decision about. So then you can move on to the next thing and you've already made the decisions about what you can eat or not eat or what you decide to eat or not eat or like, or don't like at fast food restaurants. So that's not right. something that you need to have, you know, willpower for and just gear yourself up for. And it's just, you know, as we make these little decisions, we're just building, um, building these habits that, that make it easier for us to take the next step. Absolutely. And I, I teach this in one of my courses that I do online. And I know we I'll just have to come on another day and talk all about this <laughs> way of eating, but I, I, I teach everybody one really fundamental thing is if I call them daily non-negotiables and in terms of eating, and if you can hit two of those, you have success. So what does that look like? So for me, my daily non-negotiables, I have three. Um, and now three is like you're advanced. Okay. If you have three of them, like you've worked for a year or more trying to figure out what they are. So they're, they're proven things that you know, in your reality, you can do. So it's not a goal. It's a proven thing that you can repetitively do. So my daily non-negotiables are, I drink a load of water. Like it's, people are like, are you sure that's how much you drink? I'm like, yes, (laughs) I drink about six to seven, 32 ounce bottles of water a day. Um, and I'm not saying that that's something you just have to run out and do, but that's what I do. And I guzzle water. I don't sip it like a lady, I guzzle it in one setting. (laughs) So (laughs) I guess that's probably why it's kind of easy for me, but I drink that much water and I eat protein at every meal because protein helps hormones and builds muscle. And muscle is the only metabolically active tissue in our body. Tell Um, me what that means. I know I'm like, okay, Kat, that's another time, another day, another another discussion, but so your muscle replaces fat in your body and fat is a, it, or I mean, sorry, muscle burns and gets your metabolism higher. Mm -hmm. So protein, protein is like so grossly underutilized in our food system. Like we just, I don't think people have a grasp on how much protein they need to eat. Um, 
And that, like I said, that's another day. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have all these questions in my head. I'm like, okay, no, we'll, we'll just have to schedule another one of these. But I eat protein at every meal. I try to eat about 30 to 40 grams at every meal. And then I try to, and usually do incorporate vegetables at every meal, including breakfast. So like those are omelet or like, something. Like omelet. Um, I always throw spinach um, in my smoothies, always. Um, but you know, if you can hit two daily non-negotiables, you've had a huge success health-wise. Like that's, 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 you're a rock star. If you can have two daily non-negotiables and hit them every day, that's a win. And two sounds easy. I mean, that's a nice number, you know, and I would imagine though that, you know, if you, if whatever anybody's non-negotiables are, we'll just take yours. For example, if you're drinking that water, well, then you're not going to be as full and wanting to grab those hot tamales later. If you're eating that protein, you're going to feel more full and more satiated. So the hot tamales aren't going to be as much of a temptation. That's right. That's right. Although Um, it's still a temptation, I'm sure. I mean, you know, if that's your thing, right, right. (laughs) it is mine, but you know, I am able to say then at the end of the day, you know what? I hit my three daily non-negotiables today. I'm going to have that piece of cake now. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not about restricting and being quote unquote skinny. It's about like, you know what? I've done really great things for my body today. I've made some really good choices. So I'm going to have a piece of cake and not feel that shame over Mm -hmm. that. It's it's silly to feel shame over being normal and having a birthday cake or a cookie that you make with your kids. Like that's, that's a normal part of life. Right. Right. And I would imagine too, that if you've already made these healthy decisions, you've already been good to your body and you're just conscious about how you're treating yourself. You're not as likely to eat half the cake or whatever we would normally do. We're feeling guilty about the way that we've eaten that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good. All right. So can you wrap up again real quick, just the places that people can find you online? Cause I know they listen and they're like, okay, I need to find out more. Absolutely. So my Facebook, um, I'm not so, I don't love Facebook, but I am on it. It's, um, Nikki Wilson fitness, N I C K I Wilson fitness, um, Instagram, which I love. I'm always on Instagram. It's fit with Nikki N I C K I. And my website with all the free downloadables is fitwithnikki.com. Awesome. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today on the Hello Mornings podcast. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all. So here's my question. What action are you going to take tomorrow to get started? Nikki was all about action over perfection. So I'm going to give you a little challenge. I want you to choose your action that you're going to start tomorrow or maybe even today if you're just going to go all out. And I want you to tag Hello Mornings and Fit with Nikki on Instagram. And I'm going to give you a gift card to the Hello Mornings shop to help you on your way. So tag Hello Mornings and Nikki Wilson Fitness and let us know what action you're going to take to get started on your grace-based fitness journey. And don't forget that if you want to be on the Hello Mornings book launch team, be sure to visit hellomornings.org forward slash dream. All right, that's it for today's episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. My name is Kat Lee, and I will see you next time on the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet, but I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. Thank you.
Copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com. Mm-hmm. 